This is Vietnam's Renovation Generation. Sonic portraits of young minds reshaping the country's future. <laughs> for episode 16, we invited four young women in their late teens for a chat over coffee and cake. We wanted to find out what they think about privilege, not being taken seriously by the generation before them, and their hopes for the future. I'm Mia Nguyen and I was born in 1997. My name is Mai Pham and I was born in 1998. Zhang Huach and I was born in 1998. Boba and I'm 18 this September. <laughs> Mia, Mai, Boba and Zhang all come from families who have benefited from the possibilities that Doi Moi brought for some people in Vietnam access to international education, social opportunities and financial stability have shaped their young lives. They are studying abroad already or are preparing to do so and we had some questions for them. What are your work aspirations? I want to, um, I want to open an organization um, aiming at teaching kids educate them through skating or sport, especially children from poverty or street, street kids. I, like in the future, one of my dreams is to open a gallery. There's um, a huge underappreciation for art here in this country and that's definitely something I want to work on. I have no idea what I want to do with my life sometimes. Like with all my heart, I want to be a lawyer, but like, it's stupid when you go to America to study law and come back to Vietnam to practice law, right? Because it's different to law. <laughs> but now I'm still trying to figure it out how to, you know, study in America and practice law in Vietnam. <laughs> Where is home for you? Do you guys all want to come back here though after your studies? I do. I do. As a kid, ever since I was five, I've gone to international schools and a lot of people tell me I like mud which means I don't have like the Vietnamese roots with me. And I think as I grow up and now that I am boarding in America, like there's like this feeling that I get when I come home and I know like when I walk around the streets of Hanoi, I know the streets well and I know that this is home. Now that I'm away, somehow I've become more Vietnamese. Um, in terms of like, I embrace my culture a lot more when I'm abroad. For example, like, I guess my connections between me and Buddhism has grown a lot stronger. When I'm in Canada then, um, I didn't have any relatives there. And so I guess religion was sort of like a home to me when I'm away. Like I want a part of me to be really religious, but like, like just a part of me because I just think it's, it's really healthy um, in a sense, yeah. Do you think of yourself as privileged? I think about it sometimes. Like when I walk on the streets of Vietnam, like I'm like, wow, like I've been given so much more than that person, for example. And like, what did I do to deserve this? But then at the same time, if I am given all these opportunities, then like I might as well use it. Or a lot of times I will look at the, my friends from local schools and I would think, wow, they're doing so much compared to what I'm doing and uh, I've been given a lot more resources and opportunities than they did, but I'm not using as, it as um, 
efficiently or like as much as they are. So a lot of the times I'm just feeling like, man, I'm useless. <laughs> or that I'm like guilty for all of these privileges that I, like, I'm getting right now. Sikucha is such a rich um, community and then next to it is a very um, poor people have to live and they kind of... I think that people should go out and just urban, just have an urban exploration and just to have different different opinions about people living around them. Like, I think we all want, like, poverty to go away and to, like, less very poor people to be living in that condition, but ever since, I don't know, like, the French colonization, there's been, like, huge French villas for rich people, and then everyone else just, like, in tiny houses. It's been that way for a while, I think. If you could change one thing and keep another, what would those things be? Um, to change some, some things, sexism is a huge problem, racism is also a huge problem, um, or like the, the ageism. So like if you're older, you have all the rights to tell the younger people what to do, even though you may be less, like, if you're more incompetent than they are, because they embrace the new technologies and the the open mind, the more open-minded mindsets. There's just so much sexism here. Like the men are always supposed, like expected to be the breadwinners of the family, like, or like girls are only expected to go to like a certain education, expected to marry before a certain age, expected to have kids before a certain age, or else they're just like a ticking time bomb, or at least that's what people say. Family gatherings, like the women are always in the kitchen cooking. Like, I like to cook so I don't mind that, but then afterwards, like, I always have to wash the dishes. Like, why doesn't my brother have to do it? I don't get it. Like, really? Your brother yeah, does do my it? brother never does oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah. You have to tell me. Yeah. Um, what to keep. Also, a lot of the ideologies. <laughs> like, how you should embrace your, your family, um, religion, whatever it is or the family-oriented culture that we have that, um, you know, families always should be prioritized over careers and everything else because the family-oriented culture is, it's really, like, I love it. I love Tet. I haven't experienced Tet in three years and I miss it a lot, to be honest. It's the thing I miss the most when I'm in America. I think something that we should really keep and I feel like it's, we're losing it, is the language itself. Um, Vietnamese youth are not using um, Vietnamese as eloquently as they used to be. Um, the literature is losing its like um, its its readers. Embrace your language, you know. It is your mother tongue after all, so I'm gonna keep the avant garde. Oh, sorry. The avant garde is a music catchy. Oh yeah, yeah. The other thing I want to keep is um, stories of Hanoi, Hanoians, of Hanoi people of Vietnam. Um, I want to be a, a Hanoi storyteller. What do you think about your own generation? Like social media, it's 
like we consume, we have the highest rates in Southeast Asia. Guys, what? <laughs> Get out there, you know, do things. They have sources. They have, they have, they have internet. They have everything now, but they don't take that advantage. You know, that's that's a problem of our generation. I wish there was more individuality and more creativity amongst, like, at least the youth. Yeah, I want to see people take pride, especially the young people take pride in culture and living style, or just take pride in the country. I want the country to take youth more seriously. Um, right now, they're treating us like just a little bunch of little kids, um, which is why even if we have good ideas on how to change certain things, um, issues, ideologies, we don't have the capitals for it, the resources. Are you hopeful for the future? Yeah, because I think right now, we're, like our generation is the one that's, we're the changes, we're making changes right now. Like, if we fight hard enough within this generation, then the upcoming one will benefit a lot. What do you have that your parents did not? Experience. Okay. I'm already just say what I think. Resources. What? Resources. Resources. Um. Yeah. Are there things from the past that you miss? Um, all the traditional games and the way that kids live their childhood. My parents' childhood was a lot cooler than, I, than mine was, just because they didn't have the technologies, I guess. I'm not saying, I mean, technology is a good thing. I'm just saying that the dependency for it should be lessened, yeah. As I go up, I feel like we're losing what I really like about Vietnam, and one of it is like the fables and the myths between behind everything. So like every when I was young, I remember like eating every food. There'd be like a story behind it, and I think before, like back then people like talked a lot more, like told like these like funny like cute little stories, and I like those. I wish there were more of those. Yeah, they don't explain things anymore. Like I, I feel like love at that time is more way more romantic and actually effort. Like um, I, I feel like so you don't have phones or like internet at that time. So if you want to meet someone, you go to meet them or you write letters and you actually try. And this time, like if you want to send you love someone, you text them. If you want to break up, you call them. Hey, bye. Done. <laughs> so, well, the, the thing is just funny, but like my point is, I feel like in my parents' time, they are more like um patient, like. When something broke, like I'm all ready to like fix it, not get rid of it. But oh, we were all poor back then, so we were living this um, collective living style. But they were, there was genuine care and attention toward each other, not materialism. They didn't have no money back then, but they share with each other everything they have. Uh, it's really, it's a lovely, lovely living style, and I really love that. What will be the difference between you and the kids that come after you? If we still keep living this diet, I think our history and culture would be deeply rotten and just vanish somehow, or just distort the history and yeah, people no longer access to facts anymore. Yeah. I think um, independence. Uh, I think. So more independent? Uh, less independence. I think people might, like, 
in some ways more independence because they have um, less boundaries and more ways to explore, but at the same time very dependent on uh, the social media, very dependent on what they're given. Yeah, I agree with my, like, I feel like the later generation kind of so be more Americanized, like in America, you want to cook something, you can go, to, everything is automatic, you go to the market and you get it done. Just go back home and put it in the, you know, the microwave, the microwave or like the oven, or like, even though you have more things, such technology with you, but you're actually more independent. Like, I think we become lazy. Yeah. We're just, just going to be overly pampered by resources. <laughs> Your kids, okay. Renovation Generation. Follow us on SoundCloud or subscribe to the Renovation Generation on iTunes, Stitcher, or Mixcloud to never miss an episode. Cloud, 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 cloud. SoundCloud. Cloud, cloud. It is produced by Eliza Lomas and Fabiola Bukele. Our production assistants are Chang Yim and Chang Ngo. Jack Smith is our photographer, and the narration was done by myself, Bill Nguyen. An end of other things production. In episode 17, we traveled to Hue to speak to office operations manager Chen Van Yat about growing up with our parents, how to love the countryside, and why he fears for the future.